The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. Welcome back to Ordinary Time. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Today is Tuesday, January 9th, 2024. Tuesday of the first week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's liturgical year B, cycle two, and Tuesday is a day to pray the sorrowful mysteries of the Rosary. Our saint today is Saint Adrian the Abbot, also known as Saint Adrian of Canterbury. Born in Africa in the seventh century, Adrian was serving as an abbot in Italy when the new Archbishop of Canterbury appointed him abbot of the monastery of Saints Peter and Paul in Canterbury. The facility became one of the most important centers of learning. Adrian taught at the school for 40 years. He died there probably in the year 710 and was buried in the monastery. Several hundred years later, when reconstruction was being done, Adrian's body was discovered in an incorrupt state. Word spread, people flocked to his tomb, which became famous for miracles. Rumor had it that young schoolboys in trouble with their masters made regular visits there. St. Adrian the Abbot, St. Adrian of Canterbury, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. Lord Jesus, I unite myself to your perpetual, unceasing, universal sacrifice. I offer myself to you every day of my life and every moment of every day, according to your most holy and adorable will. Since you have been the victim of my salvation, I wish to be the victim of your love. Accept my desire, take my offering, and graciously hear my prayer. Let me live for love of you. Let me die for love of you. Let my last heartbeat be an act of perfect love. Amen. And we join Pope Francis in praying that the Holy Spirit will help us to recognize the gift of different charisms within the Christian community and to discover the richness of different traditions and rituals in the Catholic Church. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the Gospel of the Day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask you for pardon of my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My mother, Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. Well, I don't know about you, but sometimes I think back to my favorite teachers, for example, in primary school or in secondary school, even in university. Certain teachers who were really inspirational that you just loved their classes and time stood still and you drank in everything that they said. Well, what would Jesus have been like? Because Jesus is also a teacher. In the Gospel, we see him, maybe almost most of the time, teaching people. In that sense, he is a teacher. And actually, the Gospel today answers that question because it talks about Jesus teaching in Capernaum, in the synagogue, and that his teaching, we're told, made a deep impression on the people, that he was unlike the others, the scribes, that Jesus had a really a special authority. You can imagine then, 
what it must have been like, this deep impression. You can imagine them listening to Jesus and saying, yes, that makes sense. This is true. Of course, Jesus himself says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. But Jesus, the truth himself, teaching the truth. You can imagine how they go away really deeply, as they say, impressed by his teaching, changed by his teaching. Nothing is ever quite the same after having heard Jesus' teaching. And he teaches in a way that respects our freedom. We never see Jesus shouting at people, demanding that they do this, ordering them. Rather, he's trying to catch them by the head. This is something that St. Joseph Maria Scriva said today, by the way, is the anniversary of his birth, 1902. This is what he puts it in his little book, The Way. Follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Not without reason does our Lord use these words. Men, like fish, have to be caught by the head. That's what Jesus is doing in the Gospel, not demanding or frightening people into action, rather trying to convince them. That word convince is interesting, because it has the word venture in there, is to win. So literally he's winning people over. He's trying to win them over with the truth. But actually today's Gospel also shows us our Lord with some very different kind of persons, because they are persons, and that is the devils. The devils are, they make an appearance in, the, in today's gospel, and our Lord doesn't try to win them over. He doesn't give them arguments. Rather, it's very different. He gives them very harsh commands. Jesus said sharply, be quiet, come out of him, to a possessed man, demanding that the, the devil lead him. And then afterwards people comment, he gives orders even to unclean spirits and they obey him. Jesus doesn't give orders to others. He's winning them over, but not with the devils. Why the difference? Well, first of all, the devils are beyond being convinced. Nothing that Jesus could ever do or say would ever win them over. They are confirmed in their evil, a very sad state. They once had freedom, the beginning of their existence, they had freedom, but they chose to destroy their freedom. They no longer have it. And moreover, actually, as we see in today's Gospel, there's no point in trying to argue with them, because they will perceive everything Jesus says in a bad light. They ascribe their own kind of motivation to Jesus himself. What do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? Of course, the devils are the great destroyers. They want to destroy everything, us above all. They want to destroy our happiness, even our life. And so they ascribe that motivation even to Jesus. And that's in keeping with a kind of old saying of wisdom. For a thief, everybody is a thief. So the thief walking around the place, he thinks, well, I'm surrounded by thieves. And you could say a devil for a devil, Everybody's a devil, even Jesus himself. Terrible way to be. But anyway, that means they're beyond conviction. Jesus does not teach them, does not, try to, does not try to convince them or win them over. They're beyond conviction, beyond being won over, which is very sad. But it is interesting to see this contrast. Jesus, you with the people, the people of Capernaum, the people of Israel, you are trying to win them over with your wonderful, and clear and, and charitable arguments presenting the truth. Here's the truth. 
Are you convinced? Are you won over? Have I won you over? And look, Jesus is doing the same with you and with me. He's trying to appeal to you. He is trying to win you over. He respects you. And so Jesus doesn't come along, and, and I suppose therefore the church doesn't come along shouting at us. <laughs> uh, the priest in the 10 minutes with Jesus, I don't know if you've ever heard a priest so far shouting out. Anyway, I certainly wouldn't be capable. But we don't shout out, you have to do this, you have to do that. Otherwise, no, it's, it's with respect, respect for your intelligence, trying to win you over with these arguments which you can more or less see, well, that makes sense, or that doesn't make sense, or something about that doesn't, doesn't uh, hang, doesn't chime right. Or other things, yeah, that actually seems to make sense. And that's our intelligence at work, uh, evaluating. And you can, again, we can imagine the people in Capernaum watching Jesus sit, is sitting there watching him, but listening to his words. And as the Lord teaches them and says, well, what about this? And what about that? And God made us to do this, and, and so on, all these this teaching of our Lord, and all the time they're thinking, most of them, some of them reject his teaching, of course, but most of them are thinking, yes, this is very convincing. And when enough of those arguments pile up, you say, well, I'm convinced. I sign on, or I will follow Jesus, because I've heard enough to leave me completely convinced. And that is the way the church acts with us, and not shouting at us, demanding us, trying to frighten us into a position. Because very simply, God wants children, not slaves. If God won us over out of fear, out of just scaring us into doing things, well, we might behave ourselves, but we behave ourselves like slaves, who are just frightened out of their wits. Not children who are confident and who are, who are convinced, my father loves me, I can see that. And so that is the way our Lord acts. The Venerable Bede, the famous, well, maybe saint now, uh, Bede, an English historian saint of the first millennium, he has this nice little line where he says, just as little children have a natural desire for their mother's milk, so too you should desire to know the rudiments of the faith, the rudiments of the basics. So we should have that desire, because the rudiments of the faith are essentially what Jesus has taught us, what has been handed down to us through the apostles and to the church. Teaching that is there to win us over, respecting our intelligence, respecting our capacity to see truth, and to be won over. Uh, won over by, by the coherence of what Jesus says. Jesus doesn't need to shout at us, as he does speak very sharply to the devils there in the possessed people, ordering them, you do this, you do that. Because that's all that's left to be done with them. Not in our case, thankfully. God, again, respects us so much, he wins us over. So we thank you, Lord, for, for respecting us in that way, for going to the trouble of winning us over, also through your church, also through your preachers, going to all this trouble. And it's a lot easier to scare somebody into doing something rather than spend all that time trying to win them over and convince them. So we thank you, Lord, that that is the way you act with us. I give you thanks, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask you for help to put them into effect. My mother, Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my father and Lord, my guardian angel, 
intercede for me. There's a lot more of 10 Minutes with Jesus available for you on the Relevant Radio app and on RelevantRadio.com. We begin this liturgical day in just a few minutes on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's January 9th, 2024, Tuesday of the first week in Ordinary Time. I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. We join the whole church in prayer now. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips, and and my my mouth will proclaim your praise. Come, let us worship our mighty King and Lord. Come, let us worship our mighty King and Lord. Cry out with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before Him, singing for joy. Come, let us worship our mighty King and Lord. Know that He, the Lord, is God. He made us, we belong to Him. We are His people, the sheep of His flock. Come, let us worship our mighty King and Lord. Go within His gates giving thanks. Enter His courts with songs of praise. Give thanks to Him and bless His name. Come, let us worship our mighty King and Lord. Indeed, how good is the Lord, eternal His merciful love. He is faithful from age to age. Come, let us worship our mighty King and Lord. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us worship our mighty King and Lord.
The Lord is just. He will defend the poor. The Lord is just. He will defend the poor. Lord, why do you stand afar off and hide yourself in times of distress? The poor man is devoured by the pride of the wicked. He is caught in the schemes that others have made. For the wicked man boasts of his heart's desires. The covetous blasphemes and spurns the Lord. In his pride, the wicked says, He will not punish. There is no God. Such are his thoughts. His path is ever untroubled. Your judgment is far from his mind. His enemies he regards with contempt, he thinks. Never shall I falter. Misfortune shall never be my lot. His mouth is full of cursing, guile, oppression, mischief, and deceit under his tongue. He lies in wait among the reeds. The innocent he murders in secret. His eyes are on watch for the helpless man. He lurks in hiding like a lion in his lair. He lurks in hiding to seize the poor. He seizes the poor man and drags him away. He crouches, preparing to spring, and the helpless fall beneath his strength. He thinks in his heart. God forgets. He hides his face. He does not see. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. The Lord is just. He will defend the poor. Lord, you know the burden of my sorrow. Lord, you know the burden of my sorrow. Arise then, Lord, lift up your hand. O God, do not forget the poor. Why should the wicked spurn the Lord and think in his heart, He will not punish? But you have seen the trouble and sorrow. You note it. You take it in hand. The helpless trusts himself to you, for you are the helper of the orphan. Break the power of the wicked and the sinner. Punish his wickedness till nothing remains. The Lord is king forever and ever. The heathen shall perish from the land he rules. Lord, you hear the prayer of the poor. You strengthen their hearts. You turn your ear to protect the rights of the orphan and oppressed, so that mortal man may strike terror no more. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. Rise up, Lord, in defense of your people. Do not hide your face from our troubles. Father of orphans, wealth of the poor, we rejoice in making you known. May we find comfort and security in times of pain and anxiety. Lord, you know the burden of my sorrow. The words of the Lord are true, like silver from the furnace. 
the, the words of the Lord are true, like, like silver from the furnace. Help, O Lord, for good men have vanished. Truth has gone from the sons of men. Falsehood they speak to one another, with lying lips and with a false heart. May the Lord destroy all lying lips, the tongue that speaks high-sounding words, those who say, Our tongue is our strength. Our lips are our own, who is our master. For the poor who are oppressed and the needy who groan, I myself will arise, says the Lord. I will grant them the salvation for which they thirst. The words of the Lord are words without alloy, silver from the furnace, seven times refined. It is you, O Lord, who will take us in your care and protect us forever from this generation. See how the wicked prowl on every side, while the worthless are prized highly by the sons of men. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. Your light is true light, Lord, and your truth shines like the day. Direct us to the salvation through your life-giving words. May we be saved by always embracing your word. The The words of the Lord are true, like like silver from the furnace. The Lord teaches the humble his way. He guides the gentle-hearted along the right path. A reading from the book of Sirach. Another goes his way a weakling and a failure, with little strength and great misery. Yet the eyes of the Lord look favorably upon him. He raises him free of the vile dust, lifts up his head and exalts him to the amazement of the many. Good and evil, life and death, poverty and riches are from the Lord. Wisdom and understanding and knowledge of affairs, love and virtuous paths are from the Lord. Error and darkness were formed with sinners from their birth, and evil grows old with evildoers. The Lord's gift remains with the just. His favor brings continued success. A man may become rich through a miser's life, and this is his allotted reward. When he says, I have found rest, now I will feast on my possessions, he does not know how long it will be until he dies and leaves them to others. My son, hold fast to your duty. Busy yourself with it. Grow old while doing your task. Admire not how sinners live, but trust in the Lord and wait for his light. For it is easy with the Lord, suddenly in an instant, to make a poor man rich. God's blessing is the lot of the just man, and in due time his hopes bear fruit. Say not, What do I need? What further pleasure can be mine? Say not, I am independent. What harm can come to me now? The day of prosperity makes one forget adversity. The day of adversity makes one forget prosperity. For it is easy with the Lord on the day of death to repay a man according to his deeds. 
a moment's affliction brings forgetfulness of past delights. When a man dies, his life is revealed. Call no man happy before his death, for by how he ends a man is known. When the wealthy man says, Now I can rest and enjoy my goods, he does not know how long this will last before he must die and leave his wealth to others. The rich man says in his heart, I will pull down my barns and build them even greater, and there I will store all my possessions. He does not know how long this will last before he must die and leave his wealth to others. A reading from the Detailed Rules for Monks by St. Basil the Great, Bishop. Love of God is not something that can be taught. We did not learn from someone else how to rejoice in light, or want to live, or how to love our parents or guardians. It is the same, perhaps even more so, with our love for God. It does not come by another's teaching. As soon as the living creature, that is man, comes to be, a power of reason is implanted in us like a seed, containing within it the ability and the need to love. When the school of God's law admits this power of reason, it cultivates it diligently, skillfully nurtures it, and with God's help brings it to perfection. For this reason, as by God's gift, I find you with the zeal necessary to attain this end, and you on your part help me with your prayers. I will try to fan into flame the spark of divine love that is hidden within you, as far as I am able through the power of the Holy Spirit. First, let me say that we have already received from God the ability to fulfill all His commands. We have then no reason to resent them, as if something beyond our capacity was being asked of us. We have no reason either to be angry, as if we had to pay back more than we had received. When we use this ability in a right and fitting way, we lead a life of virtue and holiness. But if we misuse it, we fall into sin. This is the definition of sin, the misuse of powers given us by God for doing good, a use contrary to God's commandments. On the other hand, the virtue that God asks of us is the use of the same powers based on a good conscience in accordance with God's command. Since this is so, we can say the same about love. Since we receive a command to love God, we possess from the first moment of our existence an innate power and ability to love. The proof of this is not to be sought outside ourselves, but each one can learn this from himself and in himself. It is natural for us to want things that are good and pleasing to the eye, even though at first different things seem beautiful and good to different people. In the same way, we love what is related to us or near to us, though we have not been taught to do so, and we spontaneously feel well disposed to our benefactors. What I ask is more wonderful than the beauty of God. What thought is more pleasing and satisfying than God's majesty? What desire is as urgent and overpowering as the desire implanted by God in a soul that is completely purified of sin and cries out in its love, 
I am wounded by love. The radiance of the divine beauty is altogether beyond the power of words to describe. I love you, Lord, my strength. O Lord, my rock, my fortress, my Savior. God is my rock. I take refuge in him. O Lord, my rock, my fortress, my Savior. Let us pray. Attend the pleas of your people with heavenly care, O Lord, we pray, that they may see what must be done and gain strength to do what they have seen. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. All of the people saw that there was just something special about the way Jesus taught and acted with authority. It's in today's Gospel in just a few minutes on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Today is Tuesday, January 9th, 2024. I'm Paul Sadek. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible. Among other things, the Lord encounters a demon who knows exactly who he is. It's from the first chapter of the Gospel of Mark. They went into Capernaum. And immediately on the Sabbath, Jesus entered the synagogue and taught. And they were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one who had authority and not as the scribes. Immediately there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him. Be silent, and come out of him. And the unclean spirit, convulsing him and crying with a loud voice, came out of him. And they were all amazed, so that they questioned among themselves, What is this? A new teaching. With authority he commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. At once, his fame spread everywhere throughout all the surrounding region of Galilee. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, you'll find daily and Sunday Mass readings on the relevant radio app. One of the basic principles of our relationship with God has to be divine filiation, the fact that we are children of God. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 3, Ordinary Time. I have been set by him as king on Sion, his holy mountain, to tell of his decrees. The Lord said to me, You are my son today, I have begotten you. The kindness of God our Father has given us his Son to be our King. You are my Son. The words are addressed to Christ and to you and me if we decide to become other Christs, Christ himself. 
That is exactly what we are trying to do, to imitate Christ, to identify ourselves with Him. We want to be good children of God in the midst of our work and our normal daily activities, despite our weaknesses. Last Sunday, we contemplated Jesus as he came to John, just like one more person, to be baptized in the Jordan. The Holy Spirit descended upon him, and the voice of the Father could be heard saying, Thou art my beloved Son. From all eternity, Jesus Christ is the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, begotten not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made, we confess in the creed during Mass. In him and through him, true God and true man, we have been made children of God and heirs to heaven. Throughout the New Testament, divine filiation occupies a central position in the preaching of the good news of Christianity. It is presented as a reality that gives expression to God's love for men. See what love the Father has given us, that we should be called children of God. And so we are. Jesus Christ himself constantly revealed this truth to his disciples. He showed it to them in a direct way, by teaching them to talk to God as their Father. He explained sanctity to them in terms of a son imitating his father. He also developed this truth of divine filiation for them through numerous parables in which God is represented as the Father. A particularly moving picture of our Father God is drawn for us in the parable of the prodigal son. In his infinite goodness, God created man and elevated him to the supernatural order so that with sanctifying grace, we could enter into the intimacy of the Blessed Trinity without destroying or distorting that nature proper to us as creatures. He did this through the ineffable gift of divine filiation. He makes us his children. Our divine filiation is not merely a title. It is a real elevation, an effective transformation of our inmost being. That is why God sent his Son, born of woman, so that we might receive adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent the Spirit of his Son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So through God you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir. Our Lord gained for us the most precious gift, the Holy Spirit, who makes us cry out, Abba, Father who identifies us with Christ and makes us children of God. You are my son. Not a stranger, not a well-treated servant, not a friend. That would be a lot already. A son. He gives us free access to treat him as sons do, with a son's piety, and I would even say with the boldness and daring of a son whose father cannot deny him anything. The Lord said to me, You are my son, today I have begotten you. These words of Psalm 2, which refer principally to Christ, are spoken also to each one of us. They can truly make our day and give meaning to our whole life if we once resolve, in spite of our weaknesses and our frailty, to follow Jesus Christ, to try to imitate him, to identify ourselves with him in our own particular circumstances. In our ascetical struggle, we will at times try to consider more deeply the consequences of our divine filiation, and at times, this will become the object of our particular examination of conscience. 
In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers, and you'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. Let's pray with the whole church once again. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. The man whose deeds are blameless and whose heart is pure will climb the mountain of the Lord. The man whose deeds are blameless and whose heart is pure will climb the mountain of the Lord. The Lord's is the earth and its fullness, the world and all its peoples. It is he who set it on the seas, on the waters he made it firm. Who shall climb the mountain of the Lord? Who shall stand in his holy place? The man with clean hands and pure heart, who desires not worthless things, who has not sworn so as to deceive his neighbor. He shall receive blessings from the Lord and reward from the God who saves him. Such are the men who seek him. Seek the face of the God of Jacob. O gates, Lift high your heads, grow higher, ancient doors. Let him enter, the King of glory. Who is the King of glory? The Lord, the mighty, the valiant. The Lord, the valiant in war. O gates, lift high your heads. Grow higher, ancient doors. Let him enter, the King of glory. Who is he, the King of glory? He, the Lord of armies. He is the King of glory. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be be forever. forever. Amen. King of glory, Lord of power and might, cleanse our hearts from all sin. Preserve the innocence of our hands and keep our minds from vanity so that we may deserve your blessing in your holy place. The man man whose deeds are blameless and whose heart is pure will climb the mountain of the Lord. Praise the Eternal King in all your deeds. Praise the Eternal King in all your deeds. Blessed be God who lives forever. 
because his kingdom lasts for all ages. For he scourges and then has mercy. He casts down to the depths of the nether world, and he brings up from the great abyss. No one can escape his hand. Praise him, you Israelites, before the Gentiles. For though he has scattered you among them, he has shown you his greatness even there. Exalt him before every living being, because he is the Lord our God, our Father and God forever. He scourged you for your iniquities, but will again have mercy on you all. He will gather you from all the Gentiles among whom you have been scattered. When you turn back to him with all your heart to do what is right before him, then he will turn back to you and no longer hide his face from you. So now consider what he has done for you and praise him with full voice. Bless the Lord of righteousness and exalt the King of all the ages. In the land of my exile, I praise him and show his power and majesty to a sinful nation. Turn back, you sinners, do the right, do the right before him. Perhaps he may look with favor upon you and show you mercy. As for me, I exalt my God, and my spirit rejoices in the King of heaven. Let all men speak of his majesty and sing his praises in Jerusalem. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as, as it was, was in the beginning, is now, and, and will be forever. Amen. Praise, Praise the Eternal King in all your deeds. The loyal heart must praise the Lord. The loyal heart must praise the Lord. Ring out your joy to the Lord, O you just, for praise is fitting for loyal hearts. Give thanks to the Lord upon the harp. With a ten-string lute, sing him songs. O sing him a song that is new. Play loudly, play with all your skill. For the word of the Lord is faithful and all his works to be trusted. The Lord loves justice and right and fills the earth with his love. By his word the heavens were made, by the breath of his mouth all the stars. He collects the waves of the ocean, he stores up the depths of the sea. Let all the earth fear the Lord. All who live in the world revere him. He spoke and it came to be. He commanded. It sprang into being. He frustrates the designs of the nations. He defeats the plans of the peoples. His own designs shall stand forever, the plans of his heart from age to age. They are happy who God is the Lord, the people he has chosen as his own. From the heavens the Lord looks forth, he sees all the children of men. From the place where he dwells, he gazes on all the dwellers of the earth. He who shapes the hearts of them all and considers all their deeds. A king is not saved by his army, 
nor a warrior preserved by his strength. A vain hope for safety is the horse. Despite its power, it cannot save. The Lord looks on those who revere him, on those who hope in his love to rescue their souls from death, to keep them alive in famine. Our soul is waiting for the Lord. The Lord is our help and our shield. In Him do our hearts find joy. We trust in His holy name. May your love be upon us, O Lord, as we place all our hope in you. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and it will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. Nourish your people, Lord, for we hunger for your word. Rescue us from the death of sin, and fill us with your mercy, that we may share your presence and the joys of all the saints. The loyal heart must praise the Lord. A reading from the letter of Paul to the Romans. You know the time in which we are living. It is now the hour for you to wake from sleep, for our salvation is closer than when we first accepted the faith. The night is far spent. The day draws near. Let us cast off deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us live honorably as in daylight, not in carousing and drunkenness, not in sexual excess and lust, not in quarreling and jealousy. Rather, put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the desires of the flesh. The Word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. My God stands by me. All my trust is in Him. My God stands by me. All my trust is in him. I find my refuge in him, and I am truly free. All my trust is in him. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. My God stands by me. All my trust is in him. God has raised up for us a mighty Savior, as he promised through the words of his holy prophets. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, 
the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. God has raised up for us a mighty Savior, as he promised through the words of his holy prophets. Beloved brothers and sisters, we share a heavenly calling under Christ, our High Priest. Let us praise him with shouts of joy. Lord, our God and our Savior. Almighty King, through baptism you conferred on us a royal priesthood. Inspire us to offer you a continual sacrifice of praise. Lord, our God and our Savior, help us to keep your commandments, that through the power of the Holy Spirit we may live in you and you in us. Lord, our God and our Savior, give us your eternal wisdom to be with us today and to guide us. Lord, our God and our Savior, may our companions today be free of sorrow and filled with joy. Lord, our God and our Savior. Now let us pray as Christ the Lord has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. God our Father, hear our morning prayer, and let the radiance of your love scatter the gloom of our hearts. The light of heaven's love has restored us to life, Free us from the desires that belong to darkness. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. John and Glenn are standing by with morning air in just a few minutes. Patrick Madrid is along a bit later on this morning. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central, or on the relevant radio app. You go out, make this a great day, and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio. Relevant Radio.